right, all right, all right. Day 221. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're in the book today, the book of Obadiah. Obadiah, right? So Obadiah uh, is this prophet in ancient Israel, and his name means servant of Yahweh, literally servant of of Yahweh. And it's just this really, really small book, <laughs> obviously, uh, two major sections, right? One to 14 and then 15 to 21. It is actually the shortest book in the Old Testament. And it basically tells us about the prophecies against the country and nation of Edom, right? Edom. Uh, and God's judgment is coming upon them. And God is not just, remember, we've said this before, God is not just the God of Israel, but he's the God of the nations, the God of the universe. Now, Edom, remember, is a descendant of Esau, right? And Israel is a descendant of Jacob. You remember uh, uh, Esau or Jacob and uh, Esau were brothers, right? In Genesis 25, they, they was going at it in the womb, fam, <laughs> right? And this has played out all throughout Israel's history from the womb all the way now to the Babylonian exile. Here, Edom played a part, hear this, in allowing Babylon to take uh, uh, Israel into captivity, right? They assisted Babylon. They took them uh, and, and taken them captive and they plundered their cities and captured some of their people as well. And God basically, listen, simply put, God ain't having it. <laughs> God ain't having it, right? And the thing we can uh, kind of hang our hat on is that when people take advantage of God's people, we can have confidence that God will avenge his people, right? And so uh, Obadiah, uh, the first few verses says this, look, I will make you insignificant among the nations. You will be deeply despised. Your arrogant heart has deceived you. You will live in clefts of the rock in your home on the heights. You who said to yourself, who can bring me down to the ground? One of the things we see in the first few verses is that Edom is arrogant, right? <laughs> they are prideful. They are full of themselves, right? And he says, your arrogance has led to deceit, right? You are deceived. Listen, arrogance can lead us to be deceived about who we actually are. I've said this before, uh, talking about the other nations, and God says this in the other, other prophetic books as well. Uh, it deceived them specifically here, though, uh, into believing that they could get away with injustice, right? Because they, like, they were somehow they believe that they were somehow uh, exempt, right, from being held accountable for according to the oracles of Obadiah. And in this day and age, listen, they exalted themselves above everybody else, right? But they literally lived, too, in the high mountains. So that's why uh, Obadiah talks about the clefts of the rock, right, in your home on the heights. They literally lived in the high mountains and among the heights of desert rocks and truly believed at the same time that they were superior and above people around them. And I think what the Lord is trying to say here through Obadiah is that no one is so high up in society or in uh, the eyes of the world that God can't humble them and bring them Low. God is saying, I will humble them with justice and judgment. And he says in verse four, he says, no, no, even if you were among the stars, chief, like even if you were that high above human altitude, uh, like eagles, he says, it would still be light work. He says, no, no, no I'm different. I'm God. Right. And yeah, like we've said before, man, pride. And like the Bible says, Pride always comes before the fall. The, the cardinal sin of humanity is pride, right? God is going to show that part of his redemptive plan is, as we always say, to exalt those who humble themselves, but also humble those who exalt themselves. He even mentions 
talk about the wise ones, right? And um, and in those days, Edom was known uh, for the wisdom. And so even one of uh, Job's friends, right, Eliphaz, was, was from uh, the region of Edom. And he's like, yo, I don't I don't care how wise you are, how crafty you are, how savvy you are. Uh, you're not wise or, or crafty enough to escape the sure coming judgment of the Lord. Right. And again, we have to remember, like we've said in Scripture over and over and over again, God's promises of judgment are just as sure as his ones of blessing and vice versa. Right. And one of the things, you know, one of the things that Obadiah will pick up on, like the rest of the prophets, uh, is this concept of the day of the Lord. And we'll see this more uh, uh, as we go into Joel and stuff like that. But um, but it denotes a time of judgment in this context. It denotes a time of judgment against uh, uh, foreign nations. Right. But also the restoration and salvation for the people of Israel. And listen, Edom was rebuked by God, not just because of what they did. But as we said before, because of what they failed to do, right? He continues with more of the same in 10 to 14. He will say uh, he's going to use the word day, right? He's going to say the day, the day, the day, the day, 10 times in like five verses. And again, uh, that day was uh, the concept of the day of the Lord uh, against Israel, right? God is just, which... Uh, which means he's that, yeah, which means he's not um, impartial, right? He says you can get it too. But what he is saying here is that um, the height of his judgment is going to come. And God's blessing is taking enemies and making them his friends, right? God's blessing is taking enemies and making them his friends. Listen, the height of human betrayal is the taking of family and treating them as enemies. God is saying this is what took place here, right? You took people who were your family and you made them your enemies, right? And 15 to 21, he ends off and he keeps the same message, but he widens the scope, right? So the theme of the day continues to flow throughout this section where he doesn't just speak on what Edom is doing, but on any and every unjust nation that is out there. He says, for the day of the Lord is near, right? Against all the nations as you have done, it will be done to you what you deserve will return on your own head he says you will just get back what you deserve right this is the message here the day of the lord is seen listen in miniature here and talking about uh uh israel in in obadiah and uh, uh edom but when it finally comes when all the nations that live and act and propagate injustice like edom uh it will come right in its fullness right and it's interesting because um in hebrew the same consonants are used to create the word edom right edom and Adam, which is man or humankind, right? And so uh, many have pointed out that, uh, you know, like at the end of the day, God is uh, showing what he shows with just one nation. He shows what will happen with humanity, save those who are uh, his and who have turned to him in repentance and faith and faith. But what's interesting about this um, book of Obadiah is that um, the message, like all prophetic messages, ends off on a note of hope, right? God in his grace shows that the day of the Lord is not just about a message of judgment, but also a message of hope. One, not just of his justice, but also of his salvation. It says this, the exiles of the Israelites who are in Hala and who are among the Canaanites as far as Zarephath, as well as the exiles of Jerusalem who are in uh, Sepharad will possess the cities of the Negev. Saviors will ascend Mount Zion to rule over the hill country of 
Esau and the kingdom will be the Lord's. The king, the message ends off with God's people in God's place under God's power. The kingdom would be restored. The kingdom that God had been trying to establish through David and Solomon and the other Jew, uh, Judaic and uh, Israelite kings would be restored. The kingdom of God is one where evil will be defeated and the people will be renewed, right? And the other prophetic books say that, no, 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 even the nations, even Edom, right? Isaiah talks about, even if they would turn to the true and living God, they could have a peace of this pie as well. God is just, but get, once again, he is also just as merciful. Let's pray. God, we ask that we will remember your justice and your mercy. Lord, I pray that uh, we would uh, not fall off one side of the horse, God, because you are both just and merciful. Lord, we thank you that um, you will avenge everyone who takes advantage of your people. I pray, Lord, that we would uh, rest in these truths today. I pray that the prophet's uh, words would stick to our hearts and not just be something we know with our heads. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.